question to ask you. How many promises have you made? How many promises have you made? The Queen's been serving us, for, well, the Commonwealth, for 70 odd years. It's a, what we call it, a declaration. I'm saying it's a promise that she's made to the Commonwealth, to Britain, United Kingdom. Yeah. Sorry, it's begun. How many promises you made? I mean, because today I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit, because God promised it on the day of Pentecost, and that's what I'm going to talk about. We've seen it come up earlier on the screen up there. How many promises have you made? You know, we make a New Year's promise and we break it the next day after that. That's not, that's not what I want to talk about. <laughs> promises. I can remember probably two or three promises I've made. One was in the Scouts when I went dib, 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 Arcala, I'll do my best to serve God and the Queen. Some of you might have done that. Yeah, right, that's one. Uh, what was another one? I, oh, he stole out, stole my words, Michael, just stole my words. I said I was going to say that, shh, Michael, shh. Another one was when I was a young Christian, I think it was a, uh, in the Baptist church, where we were connected with the Baptist church, it was Christian Endeavour, and you had this like salvation, I think it was a card, and you read it out, you know, I was, and I think that was another promise I did. And then the third promise, as Michael's always show, shared it with us, Michael, what was it? When you get married. When you get married. You promise, promise, betrothed to your beloved wife. My lovely wife is with me today. So three promises. So God promised, didn't he? God promised. So imagine this, right? The Bible is 66 books. We call it the closed canon of scripture. Trevor mentioned it earlier. So the Bible was prophesied. The prophets, we read the prophets. We've got the history of Israel. We've got Genesis to Revelation. But let's talk about the beginning from Genesis, right, to Zechariah, the Old Testament, where he, uh, 33 books, is it? And 27 the New Testament? Anyway, 39, 27, sorry, 39 the Old Testament. Anyway, but think about it, it's like, so those books, the prophets spoke as God allowed them to speak, as the anointing of God came upon them, and the word of God was scribed down. But then there's 400 silent years when we get nothing. Think about it. 400 years, I can't go four days without anything, hardly. I don't know about you. I, we need the Lord. So there's 400 years of no prophetic word being given, nothing, you know, there's the Apocrypha, we don't believe that's in the canon of Scripture and all that stuff, and Maccabees and all that, but that doesn't come under the close canon of Scripture in what we call the, the, um, the church, us, the Christian world. We don't, you know, it's not accepted. We don't, that's why you can get it in some Bible, it's not in my Bible, probably not in your Bible, probably not on your phone either. Anyway, but what I was saying, imagine that 400 silent years. So where I'm going to go, I'm going to start in the prophet Joel, because Joel is the one who prophesies about the Spirit coming. Well, we're going to turn, so if you've got a Bible, or your phone, or whatever you've got, a device, if you, I'm so pleased we've got Bibles here today, because you need to read it. I tell you, I, I suffered recently, again, I don't know what it is, I'm old school. I'm reading the phone, Trev, but I don't get enough out of it. Wasn't it weird? You've got to read the Bible, sorry, I'll punch it round the toe. Please read your Bible. If you have a Bible at home, don't leave it on the shelf, read it. Joel chapter... Well, I mean, there might be notes yet. Let's pray anyway. Father, we thank you this morning that you have been here by the presence of your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord. You said where two or three are gathered, you are in the midst. And Lord, we pray this morning, Holy Spirit, we welcome you into this gathering. We welcome you to come and move as only you can. We ask you to come and touch our hearts and touch our lives. We thank you, Lord, that you know us through and through. And we thank you that you've given us a gift. 
And Lord, we want to receive from you today. As we stand, as we sit, as we just listen and meditate in your word. Father, we pray we might receive in the name of Jesus. Amen. Joel, prophet Joel in the Old Testament. So Joel, as I just said to you, um, let's open my book. Notes. Quick, 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 quick. This is, yeah, because this, this caught me. So Joel prophesies, right? 835 to 805 BC. So imagine, so after he's prophesied, it's the time, half that time, there's nothing, because that's before Jesus comes, obviously, BC. No word is given, nothing. Can you imagine? How would, how would we live? Can you just think about it? We've got Jesus. We've got the Holy Spirit. God is in us. We have now the fulfillment of what the Bible talks about. How would we feel with nothing for 400 years? We go through, I can't even think of it. Can you think of that? Nothing. For 400 years. God in his mercy's Christ. Just, bro, I can't, you know, there's nothing. And then God, God prophesied, you know, a virgin will have a son. Isaiah says, didn't he? Behold, the virgin will conceive and bear a son. His name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. But you just you get your head around it. Oh, that silence of nothing. And then we have to wait. We can't wait five minutes or anything, can we? We stand in the queue in McDonald's. Why am I not in the front? Why am I waiting in the shopping trolley? I mean, I was naughty the other day and Viv told me off because I pushed in. Sorry. <laughs> I really was a bad boy. She slapped me nearly. I pushed in. Everyone's cursing me virtually. I'm sorry. But my flesh got better of me. <laughs> You're laughing, it happens to all of us. No one's perfect. Let's go to Joel. Let's read what Joel says. Yes, right. Praise God. I've got my new glasses on, probably can't see. <laughs> How's that? Crazy. Isn't that crazy? Me to declare. He's got new glasses and can't see what he's looking at. That's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, Joel chapter 2. And it's 28 and 29. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall, shall see visions. And also my maidservants and on my, sorry, on my manservants and maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. So that was 800 years ago before Jesus came. And Jesus came over 2000 years ago. That was prophesied, that this would happen. The prophet Joel spoke. What does it say there? All flesh. All flesh. I pour out my spirit on all flesh. That means every nation that you know in the world today. Every nation. That means here, Australia, whatever part of the world you're looking at. God pour out, will pour out his spirit. He did pour out his spirit. It's happened. Praise God. We're part of it. Jesus commands his disciples. If you go, let's look. Um, yeah, let's go into Acts now. Acts chapter 1. Because today on the, on the religious calendar, I don't like to use that word, use the word religious, but it is Pentecost Sunday. And I just thought we should talk about what we believe, what has happened to us, and what needs to happen to us, I think, as well continuation of what needs to happen that's what more concerns me today is a continuation of what God has said what am I doing now how does it affect me now that's what I'm interested to know Lord help me yeah 
Next chapter 1, let's read some verses from Acts 1, 1 to 8. A formerly account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up, after through the Holy Spirit he had given commandment to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after the suffering of many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. He said, which you have heard from me. For John truly baptised with water, but you shall be baptised with the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together and asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom? He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons which Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea, Samaria and to the end of the earth. That is the promise. The Holy Spirit would come and we will be witnesses in the whole of the world. Obviously, we weren't there at that time, that's 2,000 years ago. The Holy Spirit was going to come. So notice what it says in that verse. In verse 4, the promise of the Father. That's why I mentioned about promises I've made. God has promised it, and God performed what he promised he would do. He would send his Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. It's the promise of the Father. Now, Jesus said this. If you go into John, so Jesus often, you know, like... um, Often when you go somewhere, they give you a, a taster. Would you like to try this ice cream, sir? Stick it on your tongue, don't they? You go to places and you go, no, I don't like that one. No, I've got that one. And a taster. So Jesus spoke this. If you go into John's gospel now, John chapter 14, Jesus said this. John 14. Quickly go now. 16 and 17. He says, and I'll pray the father and he will give you another helper. That he may be, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you will know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. That is the difference. In the Old Testament, we read the prophets prophesied as a spirit came upon them. The Holy Ghost came upon David. Uh, because when you read about even Saul, right, he was numbered with the prophets. He came down the hill after they anointed Samuel anointed him, and he was prophesying because the Spirit of God came upon him. That's what it says. That's an Old Testament principle. The Spirit came upon, but the Spirit in the New Testament dwells within you and I. The inward, it's in, to fill, to come inside, to fill up, immerse. We know we, to pay back to the word, to be filled with the spirits, to be immersed, to baptism. That's why that's what it means to be full of it. Be baptised in the Holy Spirit. It's an overflowing. It's not a little trickle. It's a, immersed, immersed in the Spirit of God. So he said, What's, that's the difference to you and I. He will be in you. Not outside of you. Not little pixie dust coming down. In you, welling up. Jesus said it would be a welling up, didn't he? He said in John 7, he says, chapter 7, we go back. He says it will be a spring of living water welling up within you, the Holy Spirit. I'm glad it's raining today. I know he's going to have a barbecue later for my son. But it's symbolic. The rain is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. Did you know that? The rain and the latter rain, the early rain it promises, and the latter rain are symbolic of the Holy Spirit coming as well. 
when it rains. My son loves the rain, don't you? Yeah, Tim loves it when it's raining. He'll go out running in it. <laughs> don't ask me why, but he does. <laughs> Symbolic rain is. But it will be in you. So let's go back to what I was saying. So if you turn to 1 Samuel 16, 13, to give you in context what I was saying. 1 Samuel 6, chapter 16, 13. Because I just wanted to clarify what I'm saying so you don't think I'm being silly. Right? No, I just want you to see it. Well, come on, Bible. Quick, 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 quick. 1 Samuel. You probably beat me. 1 Samuel... What did I say? Well, 1613. Here we go. Right. Then Samuel, this is when, this is when uh, Samuel was told to go to Jesse and look at all his sons because he was going to anoint one of them as a king, the next king of Israel. So he's marched off. He's got a new horn. He's told him, do you come in peace? And obviously he mentioned there, do you come in? Yes, I do, says Samuel. Obviously because a lot of people were frightened. Samuel, imagine this prophet, this mighty man of God in their midst. And he comes to this verse. It says, and Samuel took a horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David. And from that time forward, Sam, sorry, from that time forward, so Samuel rose and went to Ramah. But notice what it says again. The spirit came upon him. Came upon him. Where, where it talks about the Holy Spirit comes with us within. The Holy Spirit, the rivers of living water. In the Old Testament, as I said, came upon. Samuel got the anointing oil, dipped it on him, anointed him as king. Our principle, because we are, thank the Lord, because, you know, this is all old covenant. We're in the new covenant, thank the Lord. Jesus opened heaven that we can go there. Before, the, the sins were just covered with his blood. The blood of the bulls and the goats and all that covered sin. Thank you, Jesus. Our sins are covered once and for all. He death, Trevor mentioned it earlier. Once and for all. In the New Testament. But the anointing was a thing that came upon all the Old Testament. So all those scripture verses, all that that we read from Genesis to Zechariah. The Holy Spirit came upon those people. And they prophesied, they wrote the scriptures down, they did mighty things. Sometimes, I don't know about you, I really... Sometimes I think I'm missing it, because I read Hebrews 11, and these people are Old Testament prophets, and Old Testament people, and they seem to accomplish more than I think I've ever done in my life. And they lived in the Old Covenant, not in the New Covenant, what you and I. The promises, what does it say at the end? There's something better. It says at the end of Hebrews 11, there's something better. Where is for us something better, Jesus? On better, what? Better promises. Again, the word promise. Promises of God. There's hundreds of promises in the word of God for you and I. The promise today. Another scripture. Just to confirm what I'm saying. 2 Peter 1.20. Right, 2 Peter 1.20 we read. Knowing this, this is, what, this is what Peter says. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man. But holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So they were moved. God breathed and moved on them. And they prophesied and the scriptures were fulfilled and wrote down. Put Peter, I'll read it again. 
The prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. They were moved. Remember the time, uh, I think it's in Luke 2, when you get Simeon comes and Anna, the prophetess. They were moved by the Spirit to see the Messiah. So, Because he prophesied, doesn't he? He says it there. Simeon says, I, he knew that he's going to see it before he died. He knew it. He knew it. He knew he was going to see the Messiah, the promised child, before he's going to die. Wonderful. And that was obviously he knew because the Holy Spirit was talking to him. And all the things that we read of in the Old Testament. That's God's got so much for us to do. All those things that we read of. You know, you think, Noah built an ark. Think about that. Because God told him to. But God spoke to him. Wow. And he spoke to all those people in the Old Testament. You think, so many things you can speak, think of. When we read it, God spoke. He speaks today. How does he speak today? Oh, I've got to read your verse. I'm going to go there. Hebrews 1. I'm going to, I'm just digressing off of something here. Look, Hebrews 1. I've got to read this. God, who in various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets. I'm keep talking about that. Has in his last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. His son. He's spoken through his son. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. His son speaks. We don't have to have any more. The Old Testament prophet, the Old Testament finished. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I suppose really the, the law, really it's, it's, it's just the law and everything. It's a shadow of the good things to come, it says in Hebrews. And the good things to come is that we receive Jesus Christ on better promises. Better promises. You're secure in the salvation that God has given you. You don't wake up on Monday and say, I've lost my salvation. Oh no, you've got it. Because you're saved. You're born again. The spirit of God dwells in you. You don't wake up on Monday. Oh Lord, I'm sorry. Where are you? Because God is with you. He's never going to leave you. he never forsake you. He's always there. The, the God you love, who loves you, he's got his arms around you. You know? I struggled this morning singing one of them songs. When, when all around is failing, I'm thinking... Yes or no? My brain was in two places of that song. Because I'm thinking, oh, you don't want me to believe it's all falling apart because your kingdom is never going to fall apart. <laughs> His kingdom is eternal. So that's just that line. Sorry, I'm just saying. Just <laughs> I, I, Perhaps I was a bit stumped. Oh, I don't know seeing that. Because <laughs> God's kingdom is eternal. Never ending. You've joined the family of God. The kingdom of God is within you, the Bible says. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. As I said earlier, in us, he, the Holy Spirit, dwells in us. Oh, hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 1.20. Sorry, I'm going to go all over the place, but it's good for us to read the word of God. It's good for us to look into the word of God. Because we have to affirm what we believe. Because if we don't, we're just going to go around, we don't know anything about anything. So we have to confirm what we believe. Each of us do, you know. I mean, I've been a Christian for years. There's still things I don't know because I've still got to read the word. And in God, thanks God, it brings revelation, doesn't he? By his spirit. See, the word of God is alive. It's living. So I don't know. So we ask one or we don't. Trevor does always study. And God reveals things to us. Isn't it amazing? That Holy Spirit. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, I'm probably sticking out. <laughs> Praise the Lord. 
This is what it says. Uh, 2 Corinthians 1.20, it says, For all the promises of God in him are yes and amen to the glory of God through us. All the promises of God, whatever God's promised you, is yes and amen. So whatever, you know, there's some things I believe we should be doing more of. I mean, myself included, put my own hand up. Because the promise is God says, I'm going to be with you. Even to the end of the world, he said that, the Great Commission. There's things that we need to know. All the promises of God in him. Yes and amen. So whatever his promises, yes, yes, yes. It's never no. Well, we'll put it on the back burner and wait. No, 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 it's yes. It's never no. It's yes. Confirm yes. God is for us, not against us. It's yes. And then I'm going to go now to, I haven't read it yet. So we have a fulfillment of the prophecy of Joel in chapter 2. It comes now to Acts. We're going to read Acts chapter 2. I want to read this for you. Nothing there. Okay. <laughs> Desperate. Sorry, I'm a bit croaky this morning. Been croaky for a while. You're waiting. But the church had to wait in the upper room, 120, waiting. As it is. We said this morning, we were singing about waiting. Those who wait on the Lord to renew their strength. They mount up wings. There is a waiting. You and I, we're so much in a hurry. Thanks, Trev. We're so much in a hurry for everything. We live in a life that's in the, 100%, in the outside lane going 100 miles an hour. I don't think God is like that. Sometimes you've got to wait and just shut up. That's for me included. Wait. So let's read Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not these who speak Galileans? How is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians, Medes, Lamanites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Pontia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontius, and Asia, Pamphygia, sorry, Phrygia, Pamphygia, Egypt, and parts of Serene, Libya and Serene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans, Arabs, we hear them speak in their own tongues, the wonderful works of God. So they're all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this be or mean? Others mocking said they're all full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judah and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let it be known to you. And heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. 
Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my manservants and my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. They shall come and they shall prophesy, show wonders in heaven and earth above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the lord and it shall come to pass thank you jesus that whoever whoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved or oh, that's what you and i have to do call on the lord we are saved well you get saved that's how you get saved you call on jesus Men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you, by miracles, wonders and signs which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. Glory to God. For David says concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, and he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoices and my tongue is was glad. Moreover, my flesh also will rest in hope. For you will not leave your, my soul in Hades, nor you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made me known, made known to me the way of life. You will make full, and you will make me full of joy in your presence. He goes on, men and brethren, let me speak freely to you. The patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried in his tomb, is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that of his flesh, sorry, of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. He, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus, God has raised up, which we are all witnesses. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of the Father, having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you see now and here. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, my Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, repent, let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord God will call. It's you and I. God called us. God called us. He knew us before we were born. He called us. It says in Corinthians, we are the called out ones. The promise. See, God, let's think about it. I mean, we all break our promises, don't we? We have a New Year's promise, and it lasts five minutes. <laughs> we make promises. And I mean, my promise to my wife is binding. I never want to get separated. I never want them, you know, I know it's sad we hear friends doing that. But God's promise is faithful. God, wow, his promise to us, to be with us forever. The Holy Spirit in us. 
comforter, Jesus said, will come. If he didn't, this is it. If Jesus hadn't gone to be with the Father, the Holy Spirit would never have come. He said that. If he, I don't go, he won't come. So let's imagine Trevor's Jesus now. We all want to be with Jesus, sit with him, don't we? Because he's Jesus. Come on, we want to join around Jesus now, right? That's how it would be, wouldn't it? That's how the disciples, the 12 disciples followed him around. But of course, <laughs> the Holy Spirit come. So we do the works that he did. He and us, by his spirit, the Holy Ghost is in you and I, every one of us who's born again, the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine? Because otherwise, what would, what would, if, if that hadn't, would we, we, by natural, we follow man, don't we? Come on, we do. A lot of us will follow people. You see, all oh, that man's great, we'll follow him. Only they will just carry on. But no, thank God he sent the Holy Spirit. The whole world. He sent the Holy Spirit. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is to all, you and I. The promise. Whoa. The promise. Jesus said this. In, I love this verse, I really do. I, I think I've got a lot out of it recently over the last few years as well. John 6, uh, 63, and Jesus says, It is the Spirit who gives life. Right? The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. It is the Spirit that gives life. You and I. We got born again and the Holy Spirit came to dwell within us. We were born, accepted in the beloved, says in Ephesians. We accepted. Whoa. Acceptance. God's no longer variant or doesn't. We know him. And by faith, and we are the wild branches, we stand. Of course, the natural was, was, the, it was the Jews. But we stand by faith in all that Jesus accomplished for us. He won. But it's the Spirit that brings life. Zechariah 4 6. I'm going to read this. This is what was told here to uh, Zerubbabel. This is what Zerubbabel was answered back in the Old Testament. This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. This is in chapter 4 and verse 6 of Zechariah. This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. I'll read it again. It's not by might. This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might. Not by strength. I might be strong or I might not be young. Not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. So if God's going to do anything within us as a church or in the nation, it's going to be a move of the God, the Holy Spirit. It's going to be a move of the Holy Ghost. Can't be anything else. We need. We need revival in the nation now. We need the Holy Ghost to move. We need a spirit of God to move. Because without that, you know, I don't think anything's going to happen. It needs the Holy Ghost to move through me and you. We need the work of God, the Holy Spirit. You know, we will see, you, what he said in Acts chapter 2, 
You receive power. Sorry, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You receive power when the Holy Ghost. You and I. Power to testify. Power to witness to Jesus, the fact that he's alive. It is a work of the Spirit. All, each one of us, see? It is a work God wants to work in us for his Holy Spirit. And this, I'm just going to read me. One, going to 1 Corinthians. 1, 1, 1, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. This always amazes me, this does. Verse 9 to 16, I'm going to read this. But as it's written, I hasn't seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God's prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. And we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Amen. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man, the unregenerated man, let's say, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. He cannot know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of the Christ. We have. So it's the Holy Spirit again. It's all, it's all that passage there. The Spirit is within us, revealing, talking. Sometimes, you know, often, I don't know about you, but you're praying, you don't know what to pray. It's the Spirit that groans within, you know. We're looking up. We're not looking down. None of us should be looking down. We should be looking up because Jesus is coming again soon. We should be looking up salvation, you know. And as we get older, when you're younger, you think you're going to be here forever. I'm telling you, I'm 62 and I'm not going to be here forever, guys. When I was younger, don't know about you, my parents were all there in the 80s, or they're still here, all big-headedness and all that, you know. I was like that, I'll be honest. But I know where they've gone. They're with Jesus in glory. So I've got the disappointment there because they loved him with their hearts. They loved, they lived every fibre for Jesus, yeah. Yeah. But God reveals them to our spirit. If I, His Holy Spirit. Wow. Yeah, we're not orphans, are we? None of us are orphans here today. We're all the children of God. And the Holy Spirit is here. And if you need, I'm saying it yet, I'm sure Trevor would do it. If you want any prayer today, we'll pray for you. If you. You just want to touch from God. We, we pray, Von, won't we? Yeah, yeah. Please. It's all, I can't define it enough. It's all God wants to move through his spirit in your life more and more. You know, to enable you to be strong in him. You know, we overcome by the word of our testimony. The blood of the lamb, it says in, in Revelation, the word of our testimony. We overcome. But God wants to be in us. If we, if we I mean, this is frightening to say. If we do not move forward, advance in the things God has, we recluse, we go backwards. What will happen? The doors of this church will shut. I'm warning you all. And it'll go back to six as we, God in his mercy and grace gave us this building, didn't he? Yeah, Trevor's nodding. We, we didn't deserve it. We're not high and mighty. We didn't have loads of money. God in his love and mercy gave it to us. But if we don't do 
as I say, what the Holy Spirit is leading us. I, I don't really know what the next thing is. Don't me, me and Trevor, we're praying, Dave, don't we? we? We're asking, Lord, what is the next big thing? We've had food bank. We've had, what does God want to do in the oak? I, I, I want to know. I really do, honestly. I'm not lying to you. I want to know. It concerns me. I want to know what's going on, Lord. Where are we going? I need to know. You know? I don't drive the car at night with the lights turned off. Do I? No. I'll crash. They're on, bright, on the high beams, so I can see where I'm going. God will show us. The Holy Spirit will guide and lead us as we pray, as we intercede. Our loved ones, you know, as we intercede before the throne of God. It's the Holy Spirit who wants to work in us. You know, there is a unity. We always, God's got a unity. He's got us. We're in the hollow of his hand, you know. He's got the whole world. He's got you and me. He wants to send us out. I think we need, I need to, I'm not going to address, but I'd like just to go out one day on a Saturday maybe and have a prayer march around this area. So I think we need to do it. I won't, I don't know what, we'll be busy next week. I won't do it next Saturday, I don't care. Because I've got you all in there, you're listening to me. And those of you online are listening to me. Perhaps 10 o'clock next Saturday we should go out, I'm prepared to come here, and we just go around have a prayer march. I remember Hannah did it years ago, didn't you, Hannah? We had prayer walks, yeah? You're nodding, she's nodding at me, yeah. Maybe it's the time again, because a lot of things Paul says in the possible. You read the Paul's possible. He reminds and reminds and reminds and reminds. Do this. Because we get forgetful, don't we? I do. I, I get forgetful. Do this. I do this. Do this. Do this. Oh, yeah. It's like that. You know, penny drops again. Because you haven't done things for a while. You know? Even the, even the lockdown, COVID may be a bit like that. Huh? Because we're having sort of lockdown, God wants to set free again so we can get out and about and do work with God. Amen. So the Holy Spirit came on day of This is a reminder for you. Today, God sent his spirit. The church age, the church was born, as we know. Out. We live in the church age. This is called the church age, which you and I live in. Until Jesus comes again. We look forward to. May you be blessed today. Lord, I just pray this morning. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord. Thank you that you reveal yourself to us. <laughs> Thank you you're in us, each one. In us by your Holy Spirit. And Lord, we want to permeate more of you in our lives. When people see us, they can see something in our faces that's light glowing, shining out. Which is you, Lord. And we pray this week that you go before us, Lord, in all that we do, whether at school, at home, or teaching, or working, wherever we do, whatever our occupation might be, Father, we're at home. In Jesus' name, amen.